2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country, no matter where you are. Making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you being part of the program here, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there on unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be you know i was thinking about this since you brought up the subject of doing over-unders this weekend and we've got our picks against the spread coming up tomorrow yeah i mean a
0: real man would uh would allow his title to kind of keep running since we still have another week of games and you're just you know kind of dropping the
4: ball all listen that. you know like you ch- also have a neutral party uh, keeping track and asking the questions and all that stuff
3: what do you mean you i st- keep that in mind are you are you questioning the credibility of Lee to lap yeah. No. I mean, a my man my who's once, not, actually, not Lee.
0: once, twice passed out in his front yard. Yeah, we hey, know his credibility level. Hey, <laughs> Lee,
5: did you really pass out in your front yard? No, I don't huh? remember. I remember passing out by the fire. Well, remember I, I don't know about his car it, but...
0: his never, Hold on, Lee. You've never passed out in your front yard?
5: No, uh, no, I don't think so. In okay, a,
0: a front yard, Lee. In a, a front
5: yard. Well, I didn't say that. I said okay. my front yard. I usually make Gosh. it at least through the through the front door. So a front yard, excuse me. Yes, a yes. I mean yes. I've passed out many places, but uh, (laughs) 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 my front yard. I usually make it to the front or backyard. Backyard's free game. That's a home game. So Mm. yeah, you can just kind of go wherever you want there.
3: Yeah, Yeah. by
5: the by the fire pit,
3: definitely. That's that's a no judgment zone. If you pass out in your backyard, you can't be judged for that. Can't be crazy. And it's not like on the ground.
5: I'm like in a chair.
4: Yeah, the whole, yeah the roof thing. Passing out on top of the house. Yeah, the I mean, roof thing is weird. Yeah. Still, well, <laughs> Under and, hanging stars. out on the roof.
5: And I, yeah, I wasn't never passed out on the roof. Definitely, never, sure you have. Or falling,
4: even falling asleep on the roof. But. A lawn chair, <laughs> nice little sleeping bag. <laughs> it's like the hey, stars. It's like, boom, hey, boom, hey, why, Stan,
3: why Santa Claus wearing a Mason Crosby jersey? I
5: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of, you know, decided that was the place to be. Up How there. about that Mason Crosby missed field goal versus the Rams? Hmm. Well, you take delight in that, or something? No, yeah, it was weird. I was just like, "Oh my!" I didn't realize until it had happened. I was like, "Oh, Mason."
4: Pretty cute that you're trying to uh, change topics and subjects. Uh, that was a good, good, chance, good try, good attempt. Uh, I thought but it was gonna be the- coming right back to it. I mean, it is the the you know, Jonas Knox show with uh, Lee Lap. Not you true. Know,
3: it's, it's just, that's just
4: just you not know, true. Brady Quinn and LeVar Arrington. They just you know, we 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 moonlight as you know. Contributors. That's that's just – this front. is
3: – these are reckless accusations. Are uh, you're, they? You're, you're questioning the credibility of Lee Delap, um, a guy who I, I think does a tremendous job here. And all Amazing he's doing, job here. All but he's doing it still
0: is... doesn't mean he hasn't passed on in a, in a front yard before.
4: <laughs> so, yeah,
3: I mean,
0: Which calls into question a lot of things if that's happened.
4: He did take over the rule by request. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, there's all kinds <laughs> of – debt, you know, just – indebted to to the process and how <laughs> right. everything works out that's all you know it's all right that's how life
3: works yeah. i mean
4: lee you know we love you we do
3: i mean i love you guys i'm just yeah. saying if you
4: guys want just any, not as much as jonas
3: if you guys i'm just letting you guys know that if you want any more of this smoke for week 18 it's a risky proposition because man teams are playing for different reasons in week 18 sometimes i know are,
0: it is tough it is tough but I, I think we should take that smoke we should
3: some point uh, okay well i mean listen you know step right up yeah. i mean call me the can man anybody can get it doesn't matter oh, so you're doing that again yeah just letting yep. you know all right uh now our picks against the spread we don't need to get into that stuff like who cares about those standings over unders is way more important uh when it comes to that uh but we will address all that coming up is that because uh, you're dead a, last in uh, on that one probably <laughs> it's okay. not it's not been a great year it's not been a great year uh all the way through no it has
4: not
5: no Hey, f you Lee. Well, I'm just you know, if you brought it up, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell no. everybody tomorrow when we're doing Pixie against. Don't the
4: y'all school. do that. Don't 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 do that. Where's f you Lee. Hey, like, by the way, what we're... fake beef doesn't work, man? <laughs> like the, the audience is listening. Like, did you hear that fake beef from Jonas to Lee? Like, oh no, oh, they're no. catching on to us.
3: Is it like that uh, YouTuber who faked a plane crash, or uh, uh, to, like, not quite as
4: egregious, but okay. it, it's pretty close though. All right.
3: Yeah. Um, so okay. speaking of uh, speaking of somebody who does have the job at least right now and there's some hope that they will have the job moving forward Antonio AP. Pierce yeah LeVar's guy AP uh, he is the interim coach of the Raiders and if you listen to Devontae Adams hopefully there's no change being made at the end of this season despite all the Jim Harbaugh rumors and things out there here was the Raiders wide receiver
4: yeah, I mean, it's obviously who I wanted. That's that's my vote, and I've, I've been vocal about that, and that's basically how the whole locker room feels and, you know, with good reason. I mean, he's come in and, and done done a great job, and, you know, he's continued to, to win us over. It's not just the, the comfortable thing. I think um, having AP here will will be, uh, you know, it'll be good for this this organization. He's He kind of embodies what it means to be a Raider and that mentality, that swag, and, you know, all the things that he endorses is, is the things that I believe in. So it's easy for a guy like me, especially having dealt with him, a little bit this year now, and gotten to know him and see his evolution, you know, in front of the team and you know all those things, all the all the different fields of, of being a head coach. So definitely um, rooting for him.
3: It seems like he's the guy there that that you know not only does the locker room want him, but he's won games. Uh, it's a different vibe around the team. How much though does the front office listen to players when it comes to this sort of stuff, or are they just going to do their due diligence, talk with everybody? Albert Breer made the point. They're going to try and take one big swing. Maybe it's a Harbaugh. But do you think that they listen to the players and the locker room? Because if you listen to the players in the locker room, you wouldn't have probably hired anybody other than Rich Pisaccia the last time out.
0: Well, i would begin by saying they'll listen to players who they have under contract who are guys like Devontae Adams because those guys, you're highly paid. They're highly influential in the locker room, outside the locker room. And you've made a big investment into, so you know they'll they'll definitely listen to those guys, and especially veteran guys like Adams, who's been around. It's a little different when it's you know a rookie player or um, you know a younger player in the league who hasn't been around that long. But that only goes so far, and most times it's really the owner ultimately. Because think in this case, you know Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly, who's who's acting as their general manager. Who I do think both should take over moving forward, and this should be the crew moving forward. But those, those—I mean, what, how are you going to ask those guys? Like, you think Mark's going to go to Champ and say, hey, "Should we look at bringing in another new head coach?" Because what's that head coach going to do? He's going to say, "Well, I want to bring in a guy that I feel comfortable with as general manager." So that puts their job at risk. So it's not like Mark Davis can talk to anyone else in the organization right now and and get completely, you know, objective advice. He he's going to have to make a decision that he wants to make. And if he wants to open this up to a search and try to go take a swing at a Jim Harbaugh, take a swing at a Bill Belichick, like that's his prerogative. Like he's, you know, more than welcome to do that. And if he feels like that would be a better route at going instead of keeping Antonio Pierce in the position he's in. But again, I think it goes back to how the previous mistake of not hiring Rich Pisaccia could impact his decision making. And how he looks at Antonio Pierce, or how he looks at any other potential candidate. So uh, I'll be curious to see how that process goes for Las Vegas, because you've already got Carolina open. It looks like Washington may be open. You've already got the Los Angeles Chargers open. As we look into the crystal ball of what else could be open, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. Matt Eberflus, with the way the Bears have finished the season, they talked about anywhere. him being safe. Kind of curious what other coaches could potentially, you know, be on that hot seat. You know, you wonder how the Saints finish. Does that matter? You know, there's a lot of speculation about the NFC South, uh, given that Frank Reich's already been fired. Maybe is Arthur Smith safe? Is he not? You know, but how many openings will there ultimately be? I don't know how many more, two, three. I mean, we usually get a surprise every year. I'm curious to see which one that would be, Uh, whatever the case may be. I think what they've got intact is best moving forward, but that that doesn't mean that Mark Davis doesn't want to sit back and have some conversations uh, about who you know maybe else is out there that he he would feel like would be you know a legendary coach to bring in or someone to that he feels more comfortable about moving forward.
4: I mean, I think that it would be AP's lack of experience as as a head guy that would work against him, but. I ultimately think that it's a win win for AP as well because he's gotten an opportunity that a lot of guys in his industry don't get you know there's only 32 positions available to to be able to to assume the role of the head guy of of a national football league team and the way he's handled it i I don't know that the scenario could have played out um, any better other than him obviously maybe going undefeated or, or having one loss but under the the circumstances i think he totally maximized the opportunity the the support that he's receiving from the guys in the locker room the way they have embraced him and have responded to him it's a win situation even if he doesn't get that hit job in 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 Las Vegas i still th- i still think it sets him up for one to be a highly, highly sought-after coach at the college level, because there will be plenty of, of vacancies that that are open at the college level, and 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 as it applies to the pros, you know whatever those opportunities may be, um, I would I would say it's positioned him to be nothing less than a defensive coordinator at this point in time, which we all know you get one to two times to be a head coach. He's, he's in a way gotten one opportunity and he's made it work. It was not a failure as, as the head guy, even in an interim um, position situation. So if he doesn't have a, a failure as that head guy, you'd have to assume that he is going to be a hot candidate if he doesn't indeed get this job right out the gate where we are right now. And and so to me I think that, you know, whether he gets it or not, he's put himself in a very, very nice position to be able to leverage being the head guy somewhere, even if it's not at the NFL level.
3: He's probably gonna, you know, hire his own staff and, you know, if he does get the opportunity, make some changes, get it to the way he wants, you know, which means you know, LeVar Lavar's gone. That's I mean, basically what that means, because Lavar will take over linebackers there and uh and you'll take that gig so you can go be with uh, Antonio Pierce. You know
4: again. the last time yeah. I was with him. Yeah. I don't know what's what's happened since, but he was saying that he was in conversations with uh Marvin Lewis and Tom Coughlin coming in. Um, to be a part of the organization and to to help him out. And if that were the case, if he were able to pull that off, I think you got to put to bed the, the questions of, does he have suitable, um, experienced people that are a part of what he's doing in the build-out of that team? I mean, you want to talk about a Bill Belichick or some of these other big-name coaches, a Harbaugh. You don't get better experience than Tom Coughlin and Marvin Lewis. And and so if he were able to pull that off, um, you'd have to assume that that stability, that leadership, that understanding that he's worked very closely and very well with those two accomplished coaches uh, in particular. Um, Of course, we know that Tom Coughlin was the Achilles heel to the dynasty of the New England Patriots. So I think he's making all the right decisions to make it difficult for Mark Davis to not go down the road of hiring him, but if for some strange, foreseen reason he doesn't hire AP, I think that he he has the respect of the other coaches around the league. He has the respect of the the you know the legendary analysts and 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 so many people that are supporting this hire. I think there's a lot of growing you know pressure for Mark Davis to most likely stay with Antonio Pierce.
3: I mean, I, yeah. I've heard. Just in talking to people, that like the linebackers coaching gig was down to you and Dale Lindsay. Like it's going to be mm, like, oh jeez, uh, just to see who uh, who gets yeah, the man. nod there. But I, yeah, well, I,
0: I was on a more well. serious note. Um, going to bring up the fact that there's two ways of looking at it. There's obviously Mark Davis's desires and who he wants to talk to, like a Jim Harbaugh, for example. But there's also the the flip side of like I don't know, ten year, hundred twenty five million dollar contract that's offered to Jim Harbaugh to stay at Michigan. There's the L.A. Chargers, a place where he played for that organization. They've got a quarterback in Justin Herbert. Yes, he some cap issues and some things to figure out. But, you know, you have to look at where does Las Vegas rank as compared to some of these other opportunities that are open, whether it's Carolina, um, looking at a place like the Chargers, maybe some others that come open. I mean, you, you'd have to say, as we, as we heard from Ron Rivera, look, if like the Chargers have a guy, they have a guy in Justin Herbert. I would think that if you are the top head coaching candidate, that would be the most coveted one because you've got that guy under contract, whereas some of the other places you may still be in question about who is the guy and how we're going to go about finding that guy if we don't have
4: him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be uh, I interesting. I think the first thing they go after is a quarterback. But go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead John.
3: Oh, you're not an AOC guy? Hmm? Aiden O'Connell? You don't think uh, you don't think you can build with Aiden O'Connell? Hmm? Man, what about – what if Penix was sitting there?
4: Why take a chance? You know what I mean? Like, they're going to be in a good position to to take um, one of those three or four, you know, top-end quarterbacks, I would assume. So why take a chance? Go ahead. New coach, rebuild. Rebuild. Weren't we just having a conversation about Washington having that opportunity to take a big swing, and and they went with Sam Howe? Like, no shade, throw him, but that's not – you know – you based your, As
3: it stands right now, they got the 11th pick.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's the there's the possibility that one, a quarterback does fall to that that number, of course, and to, in my opinion, because there are a few really really good quarterbacks in this draft. And two, there's always the possibility that they could move up to try to get that guy, you know, and 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 that would be interesting. But who is that guy, <laughs> right? But I would assume that they're going to take a quarterback with their first pick this year.
3: It's uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. So coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, we're going to get more on some potential big-time changes in the NFL this weekend, and it's yours next here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All
4: happening in only one place, This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing.
5: Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app.
3: People at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do it yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at oreillyauto.com/2pros. That's oreillyauto.com/2pros.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you?
3: Two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LaVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. So we are going to close up shop with another edition of you, know you Out coming up in about 20 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. We're also going to try and catch up with uh, with Albert Breer here uh, in the next couple of moments. Uh, we are being inundated uh, by a live whoopee cushion on the air from a two-year-old who's working at the board, uh, Iowa Sam, uh, who reached into his bag and pulled out a whoopee cushion, and uh, <laughs> it's just like a toddler, like it, yeah. it, it doesn't, it just never fails. <laughs> I mean, at least share it with the audience, no, Sam. I don't know if I should do that. Why not? It's too close to an actual flatus. Yeah, but when's the last it time really you can't good. do that? You
2: get in big trouble for that. I'm yep. not kidding.
3: Yeah. It's a whoopee cushion. We know what like All we know right. what it is. Okay, hold on. Can you do it just real quick hold so on. at least people can understand what we're being having to deal with while trying to be broadcast professionals here? All right. <laughs> and you <laughs> guess who gave that whoopee cushion to me? Why I have it?
4: Is is that?
2: This,
3: uh, no, you, Jonas.
2: Jonas did. Oh,
4: oh, that's the one the I figures, gave you? Jonas would set it up. All right.
5: Would
0: you get this figures.
5: at uh Home Depot? Did,
0: no, did you just say that's there. the one I gave you? Meaning like there's been yeah, multiple, multiple. whoopee cushions given to Sam, and that it's just no, no. It's the the one Jonas gave you. He's
3: got a gag bag. He's got like a bag full of like props. I'm not making that up.
0: Jonas got one too.
3: Yeah, I do. So
4: you have
0: multiple <laughs> whoopee cushions in my glove Sam. box. <laughs> I, th- I think I do.
4: <laughs> so does Jabar Gaffney? <laughs> you
3: know. T- T- Jonas has got a gag bag minus the bag. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. We transitioned smoothly from that over to this. I can't Uh, breathe. Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, also lead content strategist. You can get him on X at Albert Breer. (laughs) AB, what's happening?
6: I thought you were gonna call I thought you were calling me unprofessional for uh being a minute late here and that no. I had a woman question, so I knew I was off the hook. No, you're, no. you're yeah, fine.
3: You're Everything <laughs> yeah. is fine. Happy um, New Year, player. Yeah,
6: happy new year. Happy AD. New Year, happy new year guys. Oh. Yeah,
0: how was your New Year's? Oh. I mean I, I feel like uh there's what was mm. I gonna ask you? There's something that took place mm. over New Year's mm.
4: Can't remember what that was. Mm. Missouri is what you
0: were oh, calling. Oh, that's no. right. Oh.
6: That's right. Yeah. Mm. Well, New Year's turned me into a big Washington fan. I'll, I'll uh, put it that way. Michael Penix looked great, man. Looked awesome. Looked awesome. So <laughs> you
0: don't want to talk about Ohio State? No, no, okay. Oh uh, yeah,
6: no. It was, uh, you got, was you got you got players complaining about, that about that your about,
0: collectives? Was, you got all kinds of stuff going
6: about, on there. I mean, that was about as dead a performance as um, as I can remember. It it uh, I, you know I was in school when Cooper got fired, and I remember the last game. Um, it was my junior year, and they. Uh, it was they played. I think South Carolina in the um in the yeah, I think Outback the, Bowl. Outback Bowl, right? Yeah, they, Ryan Brian Brewer, Ryan Brewer, yeah. Brewer, the kid who the, the the little white running back who Ohio State didn't offer and was he was Mister Ohio, I think, right? Like, yeah, in football. You're right. Yeah, and just like basically got uh, got John Cooper fired. <laughs> you know? So uh, like I I can't remember too many bowl games where the team looked as dead as it did against Missouri, but um, this one was up there.
0: I remember Ryan Brewer because he took me around on a visit when I visited back when Lou Holtz was head coach there. Um, and he was like the only Ohio guy on the roster. So they're like, oh, this is an Ohio kid looking at South Carolina. we got to pair him up with an Ohio guy. So uh, obviously wanted to go down and visit the legendary Lou Holtz. His son Skip was their OC at the time. And so Ryan kind of took us around and took me and another uh, wide receiver that, that came down with me out. So it was, uh, it was a yeah, good time. He, were... was, he was handled by crutches. I think he would hurt his
6: foot at some point. It was back to back bowl. They played, but played played South Carolina back to back bowl yeah. games. And and Ryan Brewer was like Eric Dickerson when he was playing against Ohio State. Was so, awesome. like, yeah, he was incredible playing against the Buckeyes. Yeah,
3: um, Albert. Speaking of Ohio mm-hmm. State's rival, Michigan, and I know you're a big Washington fan now as they get set for the national championship. Um, what would you, if you were a betting man, are you laying the house on this being Harbaugh's last game at Michigan?
6: Um, I think he's going to seriously look at it. Um, you know, and I, 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 think it feels to me like maybe the NFL's come around a little bit. Um, you know, cause like the interest in him was not intense over the last couple of years. Like if the Vikings had offered him the job two years ago, I think he would have gone. Um, and you know, he called Carolina last year and, and, and they didn't have great interest in him. Um and I think a lot of it, you know, and that fair or not, a lot of it sort of dates back to some of the stories about, you know, how he left San Francisco and and what the climate was like there at the end with him and the owner. And um, you know, so there's certainly some of those questions he has to answer, but I mean the guy's a great football coach. I mean, there's no denying it. Like, you know, what he's built at Michigan looks exactly like what he built at San Francisco looks exactly like what he built at Stanford, you know. I mean, it's just um, the consistency and what it looks like and, and kind of what his program is, um, is astounding. He has success at the NFL level. And, um, you know, I think he's in a group, a small group of coaches that, that, that should have some options um, over the next couple of weeks. I'd put, you know, Ben Johnson, the, the, the Lions offensive coordinator in that group, Dan Quinn. Um, if he has an appetite for leaving Dallas, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, he could go. Um you Neil know, Belichick, we'll see, but um, yeah, I think, you know, the combination of accomplishing what he set out to accomplish at Michigan, they have, I think it's 45 seniors, um, you know, and then, you know, the fact that the NCAA could come down on them um, this offseason, I think, all sort of sets up for him to take a really hard look, and, um, you know, is that the Chargers, is that the Raiders, you know, the Raiders almost hired him in 2015, I think they're going to take a really hard look. Um, you know, it it sounds at least like he might have a couple of options to leave. um, You know, if that's the case, I think he probably does. I think this is the time. Mm.
0: Albert, I want to ask you, because the the next time we get to talk with you, um, unfortunately, Black Monday will will kind of come and go. and There'll be some teams with some openings that maybe we foresaw coming, maybe some we didn't. What are some of the teams to keep an eye on as they head into week 18 and they could be getting some bad news uh, the following day?
6: Sure. We got, well, we got three already, right? So that's yeah. Carolina, um, Carolina, Vegas, and, and the Chargers. Um, Washington's a state accompli. Like that's happening. So that'll get you to four. Um, you know, Chicago, it seems that the momentum has sort of shifted there. And, and Everplus has done a great job over the last month, of getting the defense turning around and Fields is playing better. And, um, you know, I, I don't think anybody knows precisely what Kevin Warren's going to do because he's kind of been underground on it, but. Um, It sounds like those guys maybe have bought themselves another year. Um, But, you know, until, you know, we get past Monday, um, you you at least have to keep an eye on Chicago. Um, The NFC South teams, you know, I thought, you know, Atlanta, Arthur Smith was safe. Um, I know there are some people that don't feel that way um, after the way the last few weeks have gone. We'll see, Um, you know, and then Tampa, New Orleans. I think New Orleans will have some change, but maybe not at the top. Maybe just their offensive staff. I think Tampa could have some change if, if they don't wind up winning the division, um, you know, and then, you know, a couple of the wild cards, like I, you know, what happens if Carolina or Washington call Pittsburgh, you know, um, you know, could there be a change? There wouldn't be a firing. I don't think it'll quit, but like what if some team comes and tries to offer something from Mike Tomlin Seattle, does, does Pete Carroll walk away? Um, you know, you hear some conjecture about Dan Quinn potentially uh, being the next coach there whenever the time comes, um, you know, and then I, you know, the the one team where I think there will be some change that a lot of people aren't talking about yet, um, and again, like, I don't know if this would be a head coach, general manager change, but it, and the Packers are just one where I've heard enough over the last couple of weeks where, you know, if things don't go well in week 18. Um, could I see, like, the board, you know, kind of moving to make some sort of change organizationally, especially with you know, Mark Murphy, the team president in his last year. Um I think that's that that that's one that could be a little bit of a curveball. Um so, you know, like I, I think it's it's not that hard to get yourself to nine or ten or eleven, you know, chain openings. But I, I after the way the last few weeks have gone, I don't think the, no, the number is probably as high as maybe we would have anticipated a few weeks ago.
4: A B, we've been having extended conversations about to sit or not to sit. That yeah. is the question. You know, we we heard Kyle Shanahan talk well, LeVar, about
6: Oh, you see the list of starting quarterbacks this week. It looks like a lot of people are saying shit, right?
4: Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and take it. Go ahead and take it. Would like that's that is that like the foregone conclusion that that's rest your guys at, at any risk, you know, in terms of, you know, how they play, well, but rest for for, you know, I mean, health.
6: Yeah, like, well, let's look at the number, the two number one seeds, okay? Because I think you're always marked by your experience, right? So the two number one seeds are the Niners and the Ravens. And the argument for playing them would be, well, they've got to buy. And so it's going to have been three weeks, you know, when you get to the divisional round since they've played a meaningful game, right? Like the guys that you're going to sit. But the flip side of that is what those teams have been through the last couple of years. The Ravens finished the last two years without Lamar Jackson in the lineup because he was hurt. And then, you know, everybody knows what the Niners went through last year with Brock Purdy in the NMC title game. So, you know, with those two teams, you look at it and you say, OK, now you're, you're sort of marked by your experience and, you know, kind of what, um, you know, what you what you went through over the last couple of years and trying to put yourself in the best position to go and pursue a championship. And the way the new playoffs set up now, the way the way things are, they're the only two teams that have buys. You don't have four teams with buys anymore. So for every other team, it's well, we're gonna have to play the week after. So, you know, I think it's a combination of, you know, again, like there are fewer buys now and then the two teams that have the buys had a really rough experience with the most important position on the field over the last couple of years. And having to finish seasons without their quarterbacks, so um, you know I think that that's why you're seeing an abundance of caution. And then of course I think everybody's affected by the, the the overarching thing, which is I mean just look across the league right now. You know the Colts are in the playoff hunt with Gardner Minshew. The Browns are in the playoff hunt um, and are in the playoffs now with with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. Like. There have been a lot of injuries, period, around the league this year. And so I think all those things play into uh, to, to, to some coaches acting with an abundance of caution.
3: Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Albert, is Justin Fields playing for his future in Chicago this weekend, or has the decision already been made?
6: I mean, I... I don't know the decision has been made. I also don't think that like what he does, you know, in a one-off situation against the Packers is going to have a market difference. Is going to make a market market difference in what they do. This is such a big decision for the franchise, you know, like you have the number one overall pick. You're going to have two picks in the top half of the first round. You got a ton of cap space. You've got a roster that's getting better. Um, this is a pivotal, pivotal off season. And that's why like, you know, you look at it and it's like, all right, like if you're Kevin Warren, you know that's why I think like the Matt Eberflues and the the Ryan Poles decisions were big ones. You know what I mean? Like, and assuming those guys are going to stay, they're going to preside over that really important off season. So, um, you know, my guess is still that Justin Fields winds up getting traded this off season. Um, but one way or the other, like I don't think what happens in Week 18 is going to have much of an effect on that. Now, have the have the last six or seven games? Do the last six or seven games of this season have an effect on it? Certainly. And week 18 is a part of that, but I don't know at this point how much he can change. You know, whatever that conversation is going to be over the over the two, three, four weeks to come. <clears throat> you know, as as Ryan Poles and, and Matt Eberflus, assuming they stay, and all their coaches and scouts start to you know really really dig into how Fields and his contract situation and everything else matches up with the idea of Caleb Williams or Drake May.
0: A B last last thing real quick. Give me your national championship pick and uh what is it, Michigan? Is it still four and a half points, Jonas? Yeah.
3: That's what I'm saying. Uh,
0: you know, and, and if whoever ends up winning, you know, if you have Michigan, to can they cover that number?
6: I think Michigan win I mean, I hate to, doubt, to, to, to to doubt uh Washington, because like I feel like I thought Oregon was going to smoke them in the Pac twelve title game, and I was wrong. And I thought Texas was going to beat them, and I was wrong. And their skill their skill is like off the charts. You know, like they have. I, I mean, I think their 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 top three receivers might all wind up being top hundred picks. And Roma Dunze, I think, goes in the first half of the first round. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're they're way more talented than people realize, and maybe it's the East Coast West Coast thing. I don't know. Um, I just think Michigan. I don't know. Like, I, I just think that that team has a real resolve, you know. And i I think you saw it in the Penn State game. You saw it in the Ohio State game, um, you know. And I just I, I I just think that they wind up. You know, capable of bringing that place and having that game, bringing that game into like a phone booth, like where Washington doesn't want it to be. And I think that that's how they win the game. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't say that I've watched every game for Washington either. So um, maybe I'm an idiot to doubt Washington again, but I am rooting for him.
3: Yeah, well, at least at least you're honest about it. Uh, at Albert Breer on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. He's a senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, also the lead content strategist. Uh, A.B., we appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, A.B. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Right, there he is, uh, Albert Breer, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on FSR. And coming up next here, we're going to put a bow on this bad boy with another edition of You and Are You Out, and it's yours here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Terms and conditions apply.
3: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. If you missed any of this program, reminder that shortly after our show, our podcast will be going up. So if you've missed it, make sure to check out the podcast. It was an impromptu visit very early on in the show from the show mascot, which you do not want to miss. But if you did, make sure you check out that podcast. Search Two Pros wherever you get your pods. And be also be sure to follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air, and we will be back on the air. Come of tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific for the first football Friday of 2024. But right now, it's time for this.
2: This is really big news. Two pros in a cup of Joe want you to know if they're in. Yeah please. Or if they're out.
5: All right, lead to lab, what do we got? Guys, lots to get to. We have the NBA on TNT returning to Thursday nights with a doubleheader between the Bucks and Spurs and Nuggets and Warriors. You guys in or out on a little out. NBA action tonight? In.
3: Out. It's, uh, out. TNT. The TNT guys are back. Come on.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing I'd be watching. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the games. Like, who cares about the games? Spurs stink. Mm. But it's fun to watch uh, the TNT crew. I don't know what you're
5: talking
4: about. Truth.
5: Guys, if you're looking for a little something to watch, it's got a little bit of a sports uh, sports take on it. It is uh, Society of the Snow on Netflix. Chronicles the the, uh, the rugby team that crashed in the Andes back in 1972. It's Spain's official Oscar submission for the Oscars. I Guys, in or out on does this? Does it like eat each other and stuff? Uh, there is a little bit of cannibalism, I believe, in this movie. Wait, Actually, is, that a, is that like the movie Alive? It is exactly the movie Alive, yes. a oh, remake God. of the movie Alive. Yeah. Uh, also- Based out. off a book.
3: Yeah, I'll be out why, on that. Why are we
0: unable to make new content? Like, there's new stories happening every day.
3: It's nobody's original.
0: No one is anymore. It's terrible. No. You
3: the other thing be- is,
0: like, social media retreads things that happens like months ago, <laughs> a couple years ago, all the time. Right, it happens all the time. And I'm like, is this because we literally can't like find news that's happening today to report and talk about? Is that what the issue is?
3: I just I, I have no interest in seeing people eat each other. I don't know. It's just not my thing.
5: Dear God.
3: Uh, Go I don't know that it was advocating for that, Jonas, I'll be honest. Well, Lee like threw it out there, like uh,
0: I think the movie's about more than just people eating each other.
5: Yes, to me surviving I, in the 80s, yes. I, I, well, I can't get
3: past the yeah, uh I'm out. the chewing on somebody's rib cage because you need some nutrients. I'm just do not. Do you
0: think that there's literally a scene where they're, like, they're having baby back ribs? They're like, oh, mm. these are literally baby back ribs. Yeah, like who mm. needs that what you think? Who
3: needs Tony Roma's? You know, these are, these are suffice. Let's just make this work. Like, I'm I, not interested. Not into it. Blech. Gross. You Tony eat Roma's? This. Yeah. What does Tony Roma have to do with this? There's a rib joint. He has a rib joint? Tony Roma.
0: Oh, Tony Robo. Yeah. I was like, I thought you say Tony Robo? No. I
6: was
0: like, what does Robo have to do with this? <laughs> I feel good. Jim? Jim? <laughs>
3: Jim? Jimmy? I don't know. Jimmy eating that over there?
5: I'm eating you, Jim. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, guys, did you see the uh, LeVar Arrington impersonation yesterday? Ah. Uh-uh. A Nevada judge was attacked by a defendant. She denied him bail. Oh yeah, I
2: did see that. Jumped over the
5: (laughs) jumped over everything to get to her. Yeah. Well, he ain't gonna make bail now, I'll tell you that.
4: (laughs) And it was an impressive leap, by the way. When
3: they were taking him out, he was like,
4: That dude went went a place. Yeah, he did. He went up over.
0: Here's the thing, is aren't there like (laughs) isn't like the bailiff and like people like around that should be able to stop him in time? When you jump over the line like
3: LeVar, man, you get right to him. Yeah, I but mean, maybe next time, once you once you cuff his ankles together next time, make sure that he can't get anywhere.
4: Everybody in the courtroom's gonna get get pun- penalized because of the leap. Yep. Okay.
5: What an athlete, though. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, really? Golden Bachelor, the golden wedding tonight. It's the, what does uh, that even mean? I think it's the finale of the Golden Bachelor. It's like the, older it's the old version. one. Yeah, the old one.
0: It's oh. it's it's like watching uh, Golden Yay. Girls
5: in a way. Yeah. He's from Iowa. There you go. <laughs> Who cares? I just thought
4: I'd yeah. make it uncomfortable because it was called the golden.
0: I don't I don't get
4: that. Mm-hmm. How is the uh... <laughs> OK?
0: Mm-hmm. How old are these people? Is it like a 60 plus show, isn't it? 65 plus?
5: Jerry Turner is his name, and his age is 72. Where in Iowa is he from, Sam?
3: He looks great for 72. Yeah,
0: he
5: does. Oh, I Turn Eddie's mic on there. Uh, I think he is. Uh, he's from either Council Bluffs or Atumwa, and he lived in the Quad Cities area. I think Davenport up until his wife passed away, and then he relocated to Indiana on a lake,
2: and then he became involved in the show. That guy. Why 72? do you know so
0: much about this guy? Because
3: I don't. know He's from Iowa. I wanted to read about Michael. him. That guy's seventy-two. My he look, ass. He looks great. There's no way. That guy's seventy-two. There's some handsome people in Iowa. Oh,
0: geez. So, all I have to say is all I'm from Iowa, and, and, and you're going to know my entire biography. <laughs> I, I know that's
3: a lie. You're from Ohio. I,
0: I know that, but I'm saying, like, that's all it takes.
4: I know big old a, strong hands. A lot of people from Iowa. Yeah. Strong feet. I guess it's from eating all that cornbread. It's got I, some good hair. I was just
3: going to say that.
4: Don't eat your cornbread. <laughs> big old. <laughs> big old country
3: hands.
4: <laughs> Big old country feet.
3: By the way, is the, the goal, is the Bachelor, is that a, a Disney ABC product it or is Fox? an ABC product. Yeah, I'm yes. out.
5: Guys, two teams reported to be interested in Dalvin Cook. Is the Baltimore Ravens and Dallas Cowboys. Are you in on bringing in Dalvin Cook? Yes, hell yeah. Anymore? Come on.
0: Someone sign Come him, on. man. I want to see him.
4: Come on, Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Sign it's yeah, like him. it's too like for Dallas, too.
5: I'm in. And that's your in and out for the day, guys. There it is. All right. Look at that